0: what's up what's up what's up y'all did you miss me the bitch is back the bitch is back after you know missing a week last week we are back in the business um if you're new here hi welcome welcome to the shit show party of one me sitting here in my office crisscross applesauce in my desk i am ali the one, the only bitch, the host of the Be That Bitch podcast. And welcome to our safe spot where there is no judgment and there is definitely no filter. Make sure you come ready to be hydrated. Every single podcast episode, we do a challenge, right? Every single time I say any kind of cuss word or, you know, anything that could be misconstrued into scandalous, um, drink up, bitch. It's a chug time. So I promise to uh, have you leaving this podcast episode hydrated as fuck. There you go. The first chug. Anywho, we're back after a week hiatus. I record these like, the day before they air. So today is Tuesday. It'll air tomorrow. And if I was a responsible business owner, I would pre-record and have a bunch, you know, flotty, flotty, flaw. I am not that bitch. I am very like, I want to say what's on my heart so my passion can speak through. And if I wasn't feeling it, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to force the shit because I don't want to waste y'all's time. So many of y'all are busy mamas like me or you got so much better shit to do than listen to a bullshit podcast episode where somebody is literally just doing it to fill the void and to post an episode. I want to bring you value. This is really a passion project for me. And so if I wasn't feeling passionate about it, I knew it wasn't going to come across that way. And it would literally mean absolutely nothing to y'all. And I wouldn't be benefiting you guys. And I don't want to put y'all through that. So we just didn't do an episode last week. But the messages some of you bitches sent me, okay, I get it. I pissed you off. Now, now I know not to piss your Cheerios. So if there's not a podcast episode, I will just like i don't know hide and and play dumb no i'm just kidding i will try not to let that happen again i will try to pre-record some episodes but by that i usually mean "Mm, it's probably not gonna happen and it might happen again so you know what you get what you get and you don't pitch a fit right we get what we get and we don't pitch a fit that's what we tell our kids so we just got to learn that as adults but anywho what has happened in my life in the last two weeks I went on vacation and came back and you know, that takes like a whole week to get back into the norm of life. We decorated for fall. I have read so many good books, which you know, we will get into that. Um, What else has happened? I am still training for my half marathon. So we are officially one month out from my half marathon and I'm really excited, really nervous. I'm really wanting to uh, hit a personal record. That was my goal last time. We did not need it. But this time, I got a good feeling. Ooh. So we're hoping for that. And then we are planning, me and my coach are planning to have me sign up for a marathon. Y'all, if you were here back when I did my marathon, I think it was April of this year, y'all know what a fucking disaster that was. And if you don't know, please go listen to my Maricap. My (laughs) Maricap. my marathon recap because it was a fucking disaster and the fact that i am even thinking about doing another marathon is just beyond me because my first one traumatized me i am literally still traumatized which in my defense i'm also very traumatized by my first half marathon and i've ran like four of them since then so clearly you know i I like my things like I like my books. If a book has trigger warnings, I don't run away from them. I run towards them. So I'm assuming that's what I do in my life circumstances. If something's traumatized me, I don't run away from it. I run back to it because I'm just fucked up in the head. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. But anywho, we're going to be doing another marathon probably like February, March. So, you know, let's let's fucking pray about that because Lord knows I need it because it was a disaster the first time. And then I decided that I'm going to run um, the same half marathon. So I'm going to run the same half marathon that I ran December of last year. So last year, if y'all don't know, if you're new here, hi, I'm Allie. And last year was like the best year of my entire life. But it was only after one of the worst years in my entire life so 2020 was like awful it was so hard I was postpartum I had postpartum depression I dealt with drinking I dealt with a whole bunch of shit and then 2021 I like reclaimed my life I decided to challenge myself and try running I have episodes about all this if you guys are more interested in the story but I made the decision to do my last hoorah right and I ran my first half marathon and it was the most painful, excruciating experience of my entire life. And I I think I did a podcast episode about this, too. I'll look back and then I'll link them in the show notes. Um, But anyways, it was like the most miserable, exhausting experience of my entire life. I literally felt like I was walking on glass in like mile 10 and 11, which is insane to me because at this point I run like 10 or 11 miles on a normal Saturday. It just baffles me how far I've come. And so this marathon that I'm thinking about running or this half marathon that I'm thinking about running in December is the exact same half marathon that. I ran a year ago where I was crying when I hit the finish line. My feet were like everything. I finished it just at three hours and, you know, I'm really excited. And that's crazy for me to even think because we're going after a 215 like goal this time. So it's just insane. Anyways, so we signed up for that and I am really anxious about it. This one is more, you know, signing up for, I feel like so many of us, we like, go out for different things for different reasons, right? So like this half marathon I'm doing next month is selfish. Like I want to PR. I want to hit a personal record. I want to beat my best. The next one in December is more along the lines of I want to prove to myself just how far I've come. Like I think so many times we we get so caught up in hitting the next goal, hitting the next goal, doing this thing, you know, being better than the we were yesterday, blah, 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 right? That we don't stop and see just how far we've come. Really stop and soak in instead of looking ahead, look back at how far we've come. And so I run and run that half marathon in December simply for the fact of I just want to see how far I've come right like I want to go out have fun like I want to enjoy it I don't want to be like stressing about it but I want to see and be able to compare just how far I've come so next time that I feel like I'm not going far enough or I'm not moving fast enough I can say look here bitch stop trying to rush shit and remember that it's in God's time, not your time. And just because you're moving slow doesn't mean you ain't moving. So, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, we got this. So, anywho, that's what's coming up in my life. And if anything, y'all, I really just wanna show you guys and share through my experience, like what's possible. I feel like so many times we put these limitations on ourselves because we feel like we can't do it. And the only reason we can't is because we're not allowing ourselves to. And like every single thing I do now, It just baffles me that at one point I believed so wholeheartedly that I couldn't do it. And it was simply because I wasn't allowing myself to do it. Now, even as a woman that is over 200 pounds, that, you know, still has fluff, that still is quote unquote medically morbidly obese, like I'm running fucking marathons. I run 10 miles on a Saturday. Like I, you know, I've been able to do nine minute miles now, right? Even eight minutes at some points that... If that doesn't prove to us that we truly can do anything and just because it might not be what everybody like societal says you can do or you don't look like everybody that does it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense because I'm really just like I want to really like drill this into us, especially as we get into the topic that we're going to talk about today, that the only reason you can't is because you're not allowing yourself to right and that yes I get that you don't believe you can do it but that's only because you haven't done it yet that doesn't mean that it's not possible it just means that you haven't provided the proof that you can do it y'all Belief comes from results. Results comes from action. Action comes from getting started and getting started comes from faith. It all starts with having the faith that you can do this. That yes, you might not know how, but as long as you know why you're doing it, the how will reveal itself. You have to have faith that you can do it. Don't fake it till you make it. I fucking hate that shit. Faith it till you make it. Somebody tells me, yeah, you got to fake it till you make it. I'm going to strangle a motherfucker because nothing good ever comes from faking it. I mean, we all know ladies, right? Nothing good comes from faking it. Faking orgasms. Does anything good come out of that? No, you might as well tell him, homie, you're not hitting the spot, but I have faith that you can hit the spot. So let's work together. So I don't, (laughs) sometimes I really don't know the shit that comes out of my mouth but you know it's it's because we're on for the ride all right so with the speak of orgasms let's talk about my spicy books for the last two weeks so I've read a lot of books in the last two weeks so I'm not gonna like bore you with every single one of them but I will talk about this series that I've read so I know a lot of you motherfuckers have read Den of Vipers right it was like trending on TikTok everybody was like Ranting, and raving about it, that it was the best dark romance and it was so sexy and all this stuff. I will say, and I told you guys this on the podcast, I was very, very, very let down by that book because everybody hyped it up. And you know me, I read very like, if you see Allie in in the dictionary, the description will be taboo romance with an age gap with lots of kinks. Like that describes me because I just love, that's the kind of books that I love. Like if, if you ask Allie... Anyways, so like I get really dark and dirty. So whenever I read that with a reverse harem, I'm expecting like really dark, like group play, like lots of ki- like all this stuff. And when I read it, I was like, this is it. <laughs> and if you've read it and you were like so like cut off left field about it, you're gonna be like, oh, my gosh, Allie, what do you read? Well, honey, boo boo child, come take a come. Come let me bring you to the dark side. Well, well, y'all. I found a series, it's a four book series that literally makes Dena Vipers look like fucking children's play, like makes it look like children's play. But if you enjoyed Den of Vipers, right, if you enjoyed it or if you were left feeling like you wanted more, well, honey, boo, boo, child, do I have the series for you? It is called the Four Horsemen series. So it's a four book series series it follows these four men that go by the four horsemen and they are just dark and twisted and (laughs) they're so fucked up. It is a reverse harem. So if you don't know what a reverse harem is, it means one kitty cat with three or more, um, peckers (laughs) trying to keep this PG. Um, it's one woman and three or more men. So this one is four men, one woman, they were childhood friends. She, has this awful tragic accident that happens loses her memory so she ends up getting like manipulated to think these four horsemen are like the most evil out to get her and so she's sent on a war page to kill them well they were all childhood best friends so they're trying to like convince her you know whatever anyways but she is dead set on destroying their lives, and they are dead set on getting in her britches. And y'all, when I tell you, when they cut that sexual tension, woo! So I will say, I don't even wanna say this follows more under the genre of erotica, but it is definitely like 50-50. It's like 50% plot, 50% sex. How, mm, let's let's do more 40-60. plot, 60% sex. There was some plot twist in there that I did not see coming, but there is also a lot of sex and a lot of group play. And if you don't know what I mean, let me just tell you, you're in for a treat. But if you want to get any idea of what this book is like, you just need to go to like, I think it's like page 80 something in the first book and you will be like, oh, okay, Allie is, 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 is suggesting this. This to me, y'all. If you want to know anything about the dark and twisted thoughts that go on in my head, just read this book, and you will see that I literally have zero morals when it comes to my books. Like, you'll understand what I mean when I say I run towards trigger warnings and not away from them, because this one has every single trigger that every anybody could ever have. So, if you're easily triggered, not the book for you. If you're easily offended, not the book for you. If you're easily uh, like creeped out not the book for you but if you want a wild ride and you love morally gray men who are just way out there then this is the book for you just let me give you a, a teaser so everybody in den vipers love diesel because he was so fucked up well this book has a diesel it's west and west is even more fucked up than diesel so there is a knife involved um and there is a uh, scarring involved And there is licking of blood involved. And then there is an entire scene where they all take a bath in blood and then proceed to defile each other in the blood. And the only thought that's going through my mind in this scene is I really hoped the blood of their enemies that they're bathing in right now, none of them had an STD. Because can you imagine how like, messy that could get like you go in there and you get way more than you signed up for i mean i, I know that's where my head goes but you know like the whole b- bathing in the blood of your enemies didn't turn me off as much as them having sex in it and then i'm wondering if they're getting an std so yeah that's what you've got to look forward to if you take that ride but if you do promise me you will um, <laughs> Message me and let me know how fucked up it is and what you think, because I love talking about it. Now, let's do a, a book for more of my uh, mentally sane people. Uh, Flawless by uh, Ellie Silvers. Oh, my lanty, y'all. If you are all about the Save a Horse, ride a Cowboy, this book is for you. It is Elsie, Elsie, E-L-L. I'll put it in the show notes oh my to y'all I read this book in a day it was so cute it was so sweet their banter was immaculate and it's just a really good light like I had I have to be read something light after I read that series and it's just a really good light like makes you lol but it also has a little bit of spice so if you're new to spicy books this is a really good recommendation it's not super heavy on the spice so it's good like intro to spice um but it was such a cute book so it's called flawless and the other one. was The Four Horsemen. Okay, so anyways, that is my very long Catch Up On My Life book introduction. Now let's get into the meat and taters of our podcast episode. Alrighty, we are back. Now, I really want to talk about what we do or the things we think or how to overcome the I'm not getting results fast enough mindset, right? I feel like we've all had it. I talk many of my clients off this ledge. We get in this mindset, right? And it's, and it's not our fault. It is society's fault, right? We get in this mindset that our results aren't coming fast enough. We're not going, you know, we're not getting anywhere fast enough. We feel like if we lose one pound in a week, it's like not fast enough. It's not enough. It's not good enough. All these things because we see people around us losing five, ten, six pounds, whatever they're doing, whatever they're seeing, but they're getting faster results than us, right? And so we get in our head that we should be. We should be further along than what we are. And then what do we do when we feel that way, right? We shut down. We shut down. We sulk. We start self-sabotaging. And what happens once we self-sabotage? We find ourselves back at point one. So what I want to talk about is five things to help you get over that my results aren't coming in. Fast enough mindset, right? Get over that hump so that you can keep going consistently and get those results. So the first one, I want y'all to remember the faster results, the less sustainable they are. I feel like I talk about this in every fucking podcast episode and I will keep talking about it in every podcast episode until people start getting it through their thick skull. Get it through your thick skull. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. Y'all, the longer we are chasing super fast results, the more we're doing things very strictly, which means we are doing them very unsustainably, which then means we are only waiting on that other shoe to drop to where we're not going to be able to stay consistent and then go back. Y'all, I don't give a flying fuck how quickly you lose the weight. That shit's not going to change your life. I care about how long you keep it off, how long you stay consistent, how long you're focusing on yourself, how long you keep that those results, right? That is what matters. That's what changes your life. It doesn't change your life to lose 10 pounds in 20 days. We've probably all done that in some shape, form or the other, right? We've all probably lost quite a bit of weight in a short amount of time. But what happens? What happens two months from there? Yeah, you're right. You usually have gained it back. You usually have found yourself struggling. You usually have found yourself on the staring at an empty Dorito bag, three pounds plus what your starting weight was, right? Like y'all, we have all been there. I have been there. And I will tell you from somebody who has been there multiple times, I have realized time and time again, the more that I chase quick results, the more I will let myself down in the long run. Getting there the quickest is not what's going to change your life. Staying there the longest is what's going to change your life. And y'all also, can we just please stop this whole comparison thing? I feel like that is the only reason that we feel like our results aren't coming fast enough, right? We get in this mindset of my results aren't coming fast enough. But I want you to ask yourself this why do you feel that way? Why do you feel like you should be further along than what you are right now? Why do you feel like the results that you're getting right now are not up to par? What are you comparing those two? For me, I used to always compare my results to when I was doing it in a very unhealthy manner. I would totally forget how unhealthy the way I was doing it was and just compare how quick I was losing weight then to now because then I was working out twice a day. I was eating like a thousand calories so I was basically starving myself I was doing everything so unsustainably and that lasted for six months before I gained all of it back and then some but for some reason I forget that part in my mind about gaining it all back and then some and I just remember how quickly I lost it and so every single time after that I would go on this health journey I would be comparing it to that time and I would I would not be left feeling fulfilled. Right. And so I want you to ask yourself this. Why do you feel like your results aren't coming fast enough? And if the answer is you're comparing it to a past you, that is just as detrimental as comparing it to somebody else. And if you don't understand what I'm saying, or if you're like, that's bullshit. I did a whole episode in comparison. Please go back and listen to that because it will help you with that. But y'all remember. Sometimes it just takes more time, right? Your journey and somebody else's journey, your journey now versus the journey of the child that you were or the teenager that you were, y'all are on totally different trajectories, right? Y'all might be going to the same destination, but you're taking two different routes. And sometimes one route takes longer than the other. That doesn't mean that they're both not getting to where they want to go. The other person's just going to be taking a little bit longer. You will all eventually get there but you won't if you keep comparing yourself and keep fucking chasing these fast results y'all the faster they come the faster they fall right you gotta remember that all righty y'all tip number two i want you to ask yourself this am i really not getting any results or am i just not looking for the results in the right place let me repeat that Am I really not getting results or am I just not looking in the right place? Y'all, this is the thing. We're all always getting results as long as we are doing the things we know we need to do to be able to get them. You just might not be looking in the right place at the right time to be able to see those results. When you think of results, what do you think of? Right. I know what you're saying. Weight loss or Inches lost, right? Like your clothing. But there are so many different ways to measure results. I have 10 right off my bat that I will go over. But y'all, if we keep this narrow mind of always looking for results in our aesthetic purposes, of course we're gonna be left feeling unfulfilled because those things will ebb and flow. I mean, we've got so many things as women going on in our bodies that it's no, you're not always gonna be losing weight. And so if you don't train your brain to look for the results instead of sulking in where you feel like you're lacking in those results, you're never going to find that consistency. So you're never going to get over that I'm not getting results fast enough mindset, right? You have got to be actively searching for the areas in your life in which you get your results. They might not always be happening, in your aesthetic purposes at that time. But that doesn't mean that your life isn't getting better and you're not getting results. It just means that you need to put a little effort into looking for them. Now I'm gonna lay lay down 10 different ways that you can find results. What I want you to do is I want you to get the notepad on your phone and I want you to write every single one of these down. So the next time that you feel like you're not getting results, I want you to look at this list and check off which one you're feeling at that moment. Because I will guarantee you, as long as you are doing what you know you need to be doing, which means consistently moving your body and consistently fueling it with love instead of hate, you will be getting results in one of these areas at every moment, every time, every time, every week, every month, every year, I will die with this fact that you will be getting results in one of these 10 areas at every time. It will be different ones at different times, but one of these areas will always be improving. I I, I don't give a fuck what you say. I, I believe it to my bones, and it's proven time and time again over the last two years of my journey. So here are the ten. First one, energy. How are your energy levels? How are you feeling? You know, are you getting around better? Are you getting up easier? Stuff like that. The second one, libido. Are you feeling sexy? Are you feeling more driven to have sex with your husband or just more sexual in nature? Number three is your sleep. Are you falling asleep easier? Are you staying asleep longer? Are you having less restless sleeps? 4 your health numbers how is your if you're diabetic how are your numbers there how is your insulin how is your blood pressure how are how are you doing with your health numbers 5 your clothing is your clothing fitting better right you might not be losing inches in your your total sizes but do you just feel more comfortable in your clothing more confident in your clothing then number 6 Confidence, right? How are you feeling within your confidence? Are you just kind of walking around with your head how high, a little higher? Are you just putting off that I'm a bad bitch persona, which we all should be putting that off. Number seven, happiness. Are things just not getting you down as much? Are you just feeling overall happy? Like you're not pinpointing it to any life, ex- life experience and direction, right? But you're just overall feeling happier. Eight, photos. Put photos side by side. I take photos all the time, every day. So when I feel like I'm not getting, I'm not seeing my results or I'm not getting results, I'll put those photos side by side and say, okay, I do see the change. I see it there, I see it there. Because y'all, we know we look at ourselves naked every single day or we look at ourselves in the mirror every single day. It's really hard to see those small changes that happen over time. But when you put photos side by side, it's a lot easier to see exactly where you are getting those changes. Number nine, increase in fitness performance. Are you running faster? Are you lifting heavier? Are you able to do a push-up when you weren't before? Are you able to do a pull-up when you weren't able to before? Are you getting lower in your lunges? Are you being able to last longer in your hits? Every single thing in our fitness, we can look back and see where we're Performing better and getting results and the number nine is your relationship with others but also your relationship with yourself so are you you know nicer to your kids because you have more energy are you getting along with your spouse more and feeling more like sexually attractive to him are you feeling just overall happier within your relationships but also how are you feeling with yourself are you when you go to the mirror not instantly tearing yourself apart are you saying less hateful things to yourself that you weren't before are you looking in the mirror and actually enjoying things that you see are you you know walking around just kind of saying nicer things to yourself versus what you are before all of these are different ways to measure success and yes it can be really easy to get very narrow-minded when we feel like we're not getting any results and that is because we're only looking in one of two places and so I want you to put this in your phone in the notes section so anytime that you are getting very narrow-minded and looking for those results you can go back and say okay you know what Yes, I might not be getting results right here right now, but I am getting them, and this is where. And then you can say in your life what you're getting at that moment. I'm gonna repeat them one more time and then we'll move on. One, energy. Two is libido, three is sleep, four is health numbers, five, clothing, confidence, happiness, photos, increase in fitness performance, and the relationship with others and yourself. So put that in your notes section, and I want you to keep referring back to that. Now. Number three, I want you to remind yourself that you know what happens when you quit right? We know what happens when we quit and we sure as hell know it's not going to get us where we want to go any fucking faster than if we keep going, if we keep fighting, right? We know what happens when we quit, but do you know what happens when you fight through that desire to quit? When you fight through that lack of belief in yourself at that time, when you fight through, even when you feel like you're not getting your results fast enough, do you know what that feels like? And if the answer is no, then why do we constantly choose the one where we know the outcome? We know that the outcome is negative. We know that we're not going to get there any faster, but we choose it because it's comfortable. We choose it because it's known. We choose it because it's less scary than what if we keep fighting and we never get there. I get that. Boy, do I get that. But y'all, we've got to remind ourselves. We know what happens when we quit. Why don't we just for once take a fucking walk on the wild side and go see what happens if we don't quit. Push through that lack of desire push through the lack of results we feel like we're getting push through the negative mindset and say yes i feel like i'm not getting there right now but i know that eventually i will that's how i felt during training right with my runs and stuff like that especially after i failed my last half marathon and didn't beat my record by oh my god by one it was like a minute or like two minutes i don't know it was some like crazy short number um and I felt like a super big failure and I wanted to quit. God, did I want to quit? I wanted to never fucking run again because it just hurts so bad to train for so long and not hit that goal. But I knew what would happen if I quit, right? Because I've quit running time and time again. I've quit workout programs time and time again. But I wanted to know what would happen if... I just trained harder. If I just put more effort into it, if I just focused on my nutrition a little better and come next month, I will know what happens when I did that because I know during this training cycle, I have literally done every single thing in my power to get to that goal that I want to get to. And now I just got to put my money where my mouth is, right? It's taken a lot of faith to keep pushing through all that doubt. But like I said, y'all, even if we don't believe that it's possible, we have to have enough faith that we will eventually get there if we put that work in, if we put that consistency in. Because in the other fucking side of fear is our our life that we're thriving for, right? The life that we're chasing. But we will never get there unless we overcome that fear hump, right? Overcome that desire to quit. If you keep fucking quitting, you're never going to know what you're made of. You're never going to get anywhere. And I get it. I get that that's a little tough love, but y'all at the end of the day, you're adults. And I feel like I don't need to sugarcoat this shit for you. If you want a podcast that people sugarcoat it for you, go somewhere else. This isn't that episode. You have to fucking do the shit that you don't want to do. You've got to... Beat that fear. You've got to overcome it. And I get that it's difficult. I get that it's tough. But you have proven in your life that you can do tough things. That you can get over tough circumstances. I don't care what it is. There's something in your life that you have had to overcome that was really hard. But you did. You came on the other side and you're stronger for it. Hold on to the fact that you are a lot stronger than you think. And yes, just because it's second nature to quit, just because it's second nature to give up on yourself, doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to be doing. y'all if you want something you've never had you've got to do something you've never done before keep fucking fighting through it number four get real with yourself now this is where my real tough love comes in y'all I want you to get real with yourself are you doing this shit right are you doing this shit right are you actually staying consistent are you actually fueling yourself with love are you actually moving your body are you actually doing the things that you know you need to do to get where you're supposed to be going Or are you talking about the shit? right are you just talking about doing it are you just doing it some of the time are you just you know i'm doing it here or there or i'm you i'm doing this but i'm not doing that or i'm like i want you to get real with yourself yes we live in a society where people thrive off of quote unquote grace i'm giving myself grace i'm giving myself but are you giving yourself grace or are you giving yourself an out are you saying you're doing this shit or are you actually doing the shit because there is a big fucking difference if you truly are not getting any results if you look at that list and you don't see anything that you are getting results in that means you're not doing the shit plain as day simple cutthroat I get it but it's black and white with that you've got to be making sure that you're doing it and doing it consistently now if you're like all right I'm doing the shit but I'm not seeing any results there have you been doing this shit long enough to be getting the results or have you been talking about the shit longer than you've been doing the shit I know, I get that was a little harsh, but I really want us to get into this mindset of, yes, it's important to show yourself grace during tough seasons. It's important to, you know, be, you know, consistent and, and setting a pace that you can do consistently. But it's also important to be real with yourself. If you're wanting to get results, if you're wanting to improve your life, you need to be doing things long, longer and more than you're talking about them. And you need to be making sure that you're being real with yourself. And so if you feel like you're not getting anywhere, I want you to just do a gut check with yourself. Ask yourself, How am I doing on my snacking? How am I doing with my movement? How am I doing with my fueling myself? How am I doing with, you know, everything? And if you are coming back, well, you know, i have done this, but, or, you know, I was doing this, but usually what follows, but is your excuses. So you really need to have a gut check and see if you maybe need to just revamp revamp your goals and what you're doing. I am all for the slow and steady approach. Y'all, I I live for it. The slow and steady approach is where I thrive. It's where I send my clients because I truly believe that if we habit stack, if we build on those habits, we will get somewhere. But at some point, we have to ask ourselves: am I... Taking that slow and steady approach and, and building upon it or am I staying complacent? Because a lot of the times the lack of results is where we're staying complacent in that comfortable bubble of I'm doing it but I'm not really doing it because it's you know that's usually where we'd find the lack of re- and number five is I want you to remind yourself that this is the long game right we're playing the long game we're learning how to do this shit for life, not for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or a year, for fucking life. Because we don't want any more of this up again, down again, sideways, up, down, losing our way, Bullshit. Right. We want consistency. And so I want you to think what is a year, two years, three years in the grand scheme of your entire fucking life. Right. We get so caught up in this Amazon Prime. I want it right now. This instant gratification because that's the world we live in that we don't know how to realize that shit just takes time i mean how many times have people say i don't want to order from that place because it's going to take like two plus weeks when i could just order from amazon and it take a a week like y'all or a day right like y'all we need to get over the fact that some shit takes time right good things take time right like when you're growing a whole human it takes nine months it doesn't happen instantly good things take time and In the grand scheme of things, if it takes a year, two years, three years, four years for you to finally hit your goal, what is that in the span of 20 years of the rest of your life? If you learn how to transform your life in a way that you're not just losing the weight but you're keeping it off because you're healing your relationship with food you're healing your relationship with yourself you're healing your relationship with other people you're getting more confident happiness energy y'all I have lost the weight before and I have still felt unfulfilled and I have lost the weight and I have changed my whole life and one of them took less time the first one y'all We have got to work from the inside out. And yes, that takes time. Yes, it's not going to be a quick process, but we have to remind ourselves that this is the long game. The biggest reward is staying there the longest. It's not about getting there the fastest, right? There are no rewards for getting there the quickest, but the most rewards for staying there the longest. And that only comes from fixing our relationship with our food, fitness, and ourselves. And that just takes time, y'all. And remind yourself we've got nothing but time and if you're doing this in a way that's sustainable for you in a way that you can do it for the rest of your life you shouldn't be struggling with how long it's taking because it's going to take what it takes right so we've got to just reframe our mindset retrain ourselves instead of sulking and doing the poor me when we feel like we're not getting any results retrain our brain to say where am i getting the results right now versus here y'all I think I have probably lost like 15 pounds this whole year, but I have transformed in so many different ways, right? If I was just looking in the poundage, which I don't even know. I haven't weighed myself in like seven months, but that's what I'm like getting at a roundabout number, right? But if I was just looking for my results there, I would have quit a long time ago. You've got to train yourself to look for the results elsewhere, to keep going, be disciplined enough to know that this is a for life thing and the results will come when they come, when they wanna come, right? We can't force them. We just can stay the course and have faith that what we're doing is going to get us there eventually. Okay, I'm gonna do a little recap and then we're gonna do ask that bitch Q&A time. So the first one is remember, the faster they come, the less sustainable they are comparing our results to others and ourselves isn't going to get us there number two is asking yourself are you really not getting any results or are you just not looking for them in the right place training yourself where to look for them and those 10 other places of getting results number three is reminding yourself that you know what happens when you quit but you got to figure out what happens when you don't and that is the unknown that you're chasing number four is get real with yourself Do those gut checks, make sure that you're doing the stuff, not just talking about this stuff and really asking yourself, am I staying complacent or am I constantly working on getting 1% better? And then number five is reminding yourself that we're in this for the long game, that if it takes two, three, four years, what is that in the grand scheme of 20, 30 years of the rest of our lives? It doesn't matter how quickly we get there, just that we stay there because there's no rewards for getting there the quickest, but there are rewards for staying there the long longest and that is a long healthy prosperous life remember y'all reasons come first answers come second you've got to remind yourself why you're doing this and then you'll figure it out as you go okay so that is what i've got for this episode now let's get into our ask that bitch segment where i answer your and i help you with the things that you're going through and if you ever have a question you want to ask or get advice on Don't forget, you can always email bthatbpod at gmail.com and you can get your question on the air too. Okay, let's get to the first question. All right, so first of all, I love your podcast. You are so inspirational to me and encourage me to try to train for a marathon down the road, but I am gonna start with baby steps and tackle a 5K. That's so exciting. All right, I know that you travel a bit. So what is your advice for working out and trying to eat healthy on vacation? I have a wedding this month and as well as two trips this week to to Europe and I am concerned that I will completely fall off the wagon as I do every time with traveling then it takes me literally months to get back in routine so it has taken me a very long time to perfect the travel mindset and the vacation mindset and I will say that the way I do it might not be the way that you want to do it but this is what has worked for me I go into vacation with the mindset of I am going to enjoy myself, but I do go into it with non-negotiables. And so my non-negotiables help keep me in check and make sure that I'm still taking care of myself without sacrificing my enjoyment on the trip. Y'all, vacationing is not a time for dieting. It's not a time for restricting. It's not a time for, you know, depriving yourself. It is a time for enjoying yourself, but we want to remind ourselves: do we want to enjoy ourselves without feeling miserable or do we want to enjoy ourselves and feel miserable? It's all in the portions we consume things in the mindset we do this and the way that we approach it. So this is how I approach traveling. So my non-negotiables when I travel is the first one is every single day. I get 30 minutes of movement in. I have a non-negotiable of giving move getting movement in. So if the Airbnb or the hotel that I'm staying in doesn't have a gym, I. I will hook up my I have a online platform that I do all my workouts on Beachbody on demand and they have tons of options with like no equipment needed just cardio I will pop that on and do 30 minutes in my room just to get the blood flowing and make sure that I took care of myself that's the first thing I do every single day it takes literally 30 minutes to take care of yourself 30 minutes to get the blood flowing I do it before my family wakes up if I'm traveling with them or I do it first thing in the morning before I get started on my day The second thing that I do is I make sure I drink my water. Y'all, a dehydrated bitch is not a happy bitch. We've got to make sure we're drinking our fucking water. I travel everywhere with my hydro jug. I make sure I have two of them with me, like two of them every single day, regardless, no matter what, it's a gallon of water. And so make sure you're traveling with a big jug of water so you can stay hydrated. You staying hydrated will help you make better decisions, less impulsive decisions, and keep you just you know everything on track and then the third thing i do is i ask myself what's worth it i have this idea of worth it foods and so whenever i'm eating something i want to make sure if i am choosing to indulge that it's worth it for me i go into vacations reminding myself that i want to enjoy myself but it's not that i can never eat these foods again it's kind of like the holiday mindset right we just got to remind ourselves that it's not like i'm never going to be able to eat these foods again like This is, I'm doing this for life and vacations is part of life and learning to navigate them. And so I go into traveling the same way. I'm like, what do I want to try? What's worth it to me? And I make sure I always have a vegetable with everything. So whenever I'm traveling, if I'm doing dinner, if I'm doing anything, I'll eat whatever the fuck I want. Like I will make sure I thoroughly enjoy the foods of that, that state I'm visiting or whatever. But I make sure I always have a vegetable with my food. So before I would never order vegetables cause I don't really fucking like them that much. But now I make sure I order a vegetable with every meal and I always eat my vegetable first. It does few things to the brain. One, it gives your body time to process the food. It gives nutrients, but it also gives your body time to say, okay, I'm filling up a little bit on this. So you eat a little bit less of all the other stuff. So you stay more within correct portions. So that is something that I do that really helps me with my eating with traveling is making sure I order, always order a vegetable, eating that vegetable first and stopping when I'm full. Yes, I get that. Sometimes when you're traveling, you can't take it back to the room with you or whatever. But y'all, there is nothing enjoyable about eating to the point where you want to fucking throw up like it just ruins the meal then. So just stop when you're satisfied, eat your vegetables and realize that, yes, you might not be, quote unquote, losing weight. But as long as you're doing a couple things in your best interest, you won't get off track. And then when you get back home, you'll ring it in a little bit more. So. Again, what my non-negotiables are is 30 minutes of movement while I'm gone every day. It's something I do. It's something that I brings joy to me and gives me energy. Second thing is I drink a gallon of water. I make sure I always travel with my hydro jug. Even if I'm getting on a fucking plane, I bring that bitch with me empty to the airport um and the number three is i always make sure i'm eating foods that are worth it to me and ordering a vegetable with every meal and eating my vegetables first it just helps me be able to focus and ring in my portions okay so anyways i hope that helps but just remember y'all traveling is something you don't want to like we're never going to avoid it it's part of life so we need to learn how to navigate it with also our best interest in mind okay Next question. All right. I just ran my first marathon on 918. Holy fucking shit. Congratulations. You are part of the 1%. Like, just. Feel freaking proud of yourself for that. And I have been so inspired by your journey and now addicted to the feeling of completing the race. It's unlike no feeling in the world. Like, it's amazing. And I want to do another. How should I go about finding a running coach to help me get faster and beat my PR? So, I have worked with a couple different running coaches. And I will say, you know, I feel like finding a running coach, like finding any kind of coach, it's kind of like finding a therapist, right? It's not a one size fits all. One coach is going to work for another person when the other coach is going to work for one person. So it's all about trying them out and seeing which ones work for you best. I am obsessed with my running coach. He is amazing. He has helped shave so much time off of my runs by adding complexity and stuff like that. But again, he might not be for everybody. So when you're finding a running coach, make sure that one, they do consultations that you can get on and talk to them and They are really wanting to find the best plan for you and you guys mesh well together. The next thing is, you know, of course, you've got to make sure that you can afford the investment and you're really laser focused on those goals. They're going to help you figure those out as well. And then the third thing is making sure that they have those resources in place that you need for your accountability, whatever those are. Uh, So like I said, my running coach is Caleb. He is amazing. He's underscore recovery lion 86 on Instagram, and I have seen so much improvement and he does do consultation so you can talk with them and see if you guys vibe together for him to be able to help you during that run and y'all remember you don't have to be training for a marathon to get a running coach you just have to be wanting to get better and find that consistency so even if you're training for a 10k you could benefit in one alrighty let's get to the final question my question is how do you prepare for a run do you eat prior stretch need the details so how you're going to prepare for a run might be different than I do I have a ritual where every single night before I do a long run Or before I do a race, I always have a steak dinner. So I have a steak, mushrooms, baked potato. It's protein, it's carbohydrates, it's veggies, it's filling, and it's easy on my stomach. Um, So you just want to make sure you're having something easy on your stomach. Then you also, yes, you want to stretch. Do um, dynamic stretches, not static stretches. You can look those up on YouTube, like dynamic stretches for runners and just do those. I do them before every single run um, as well as races just to help make sure you're warming that body up. And then if you also want to do like a, a warm up, like half mile, 800 meters, whatever. Um, that also helps. So, those are a couple things that I do, but Figuring out what works best for you. You're just going to do that by trial and error. Figure out what food works best for you. What movement. All of that is always by trial and error. So anyways. All right. That is all the time we have for our three questions. Again, if you have any questions you want me to answer here on the podcast, don't be afraid to email bethatbpod at gmail.com. And I'd love to feature your questions. Or if you just want to chit chat with me, I am always here. Um, but before you go, I really, really want you all to do me a favor. If you can, go to Apple Podcasts. Hit the five star Leave a review. A lot of y'all listen on Spotify. And so we don't have many people that listen on Apple and it really does help. Apple pushed the podcast out. So even if you listen on Spotify, if you have the Apple podcast app, I would really appreciate it if you would go over there and look us up and hit the five star. It just helps it grow there um, and helps us get the word out to more because that's our my mission here, right? It's just to get the word out to more, help as many people as possible. And the only way that I can do that is with y'all's help. So I really do appreciate it. Share it to your Instagram stories, tag me, let me know what, benefit you took from this episode i love chatting with y'all in the dms but i'm gonna leave you guys like a lady every single time in a world full of bitches be that bitch whether that that bitch is to you i love y'all and i will see you next week